Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You drink eight glasses of water a day, you get some sunlight, you work out, and if you're having good sex, you probably are not on an antidepressant, let me tell you. Probably not. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Open Late Podcast. I am your host, Drea Renee, and I am so excited to be here with you guys today. If you are new, welcome in. This is the place for the hot mess expresses, the black sheeps of love. This is the circle of acceptance. Come let your hair down and be who you really are. And if you are returning, I missed you, and we're going to have a great episode. You guys, today is a very special episode as we have the OG host of Open Late on today, Jessica Espandiari. She took a break so she could be with her newborn baby baby twins. So we're going to find out how motherhood's been going, how's the poly life going with Pasha and all the things. So let's get into it with my girl, Jessica Espandiari. Oh, Jess, I'm so happy to have you on today. This has been super exciting getting ready for this interview. Talk to me about how you are doing, what's been going on. You were in full mommy mode. What does this all Mm -hmm. feel like for you? Oh my gosh. That's a loaded question. Um, It's so loaded. I know. It's been the greatest journey of my life. Like hands down, I've learned the most, I've grown the most. I've been tested the most. I've had some of the most challenging, like hard moments of my life, I feel like, although they were fleeting and like the most amount of love. But it was pretty much like takes your life and sort of turns it upside down. And I feel lucky that I prepared for that in the way that I stopped almost everything that I was responsible for before babies because there's like no way I could have done any of it Mm. and taken care of twins from the jump. So I had some like, you know, I guess the way that I set up my life and I'm very like fortunate in the way that I could stop doing everything except for being a mom. So, but yeah, it's been wild. Can you describe that feeling of what it was like to have them in the house the first night where you have two living, breathing beings that are your responsibility and what that felt like for you. Can you describe that feeling? Yeah, it was really surreal. It was so surreal and it was a little scary. So we had the twins in Denver because that's where our surrogate Carly lives. And the way surrogacy works more often than not, like if, you know, your carrier is out of state or out of city, Mm -hmm. like you are going to have the baby where they live, especially most surrogates have their own family, you know, their own lives. So we sort of went to Denver and set up shop there. We were in Denver for over two months. Almost there three for months, a while. Like 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we like rented a really cute Airbnb and set ourselves up because we, we knew we were going to be there for a while. And we didn't know like twins a lot of times need the NICU, like they don't come home right away. So just, right. we didn't know how long our stay was going to be. And we went early because we didn't want to miss anything. Like if she goes into spontaneous labor and we're in LA, like there's a chance we miss the birth of our kids. So we were there a while. And we set up this great house and so they were born, you know, in the hospital and we stayed in the hospital for two nights and then 
We brought them home to this like sweet little Denver pad and the owner of the house, Chris, he was like so sweet and generous. We told him like what was going on and he's like, if you need anything, he would check in on us all the time. And it felt like home. Like it was the nicest Airbnb I feel like I've ever stayed in and I loved it. Oh, really? Because we needed a nest. This was like home and it felt so right to bring them home into this house. Not like we were just kind of staying in someone else's rental. I see what you're saying. So that was really great. Like we set it up in a way that made us feel cozy, confident, like we had everything we needed. And that did nothing for the fact that you are so terrified when you bring your kids home for the first time. Doesn't matter how prepared you are. No, we had everything we needed. And, you know, in the hospital, they slept the majority of the time unless I was feeding them. And so when we got home the first night, Taj, our son, was really irritable and he just kept crying. And we couldn't figure out why. He just cried the whole time. And I know, right? She's definitely like more outspoken at this point. But he cried for probably like two hours and we couldn't soothe him. We couldn't figure out what it was. And, you know, he probably just had gas or was just like, what is this new place that I'm in? And that feeling of like not knowing what, is up with them and they can't tell you and not like just not being able to like solve the problem that he had because we didn't know what it was you know we're like okay diaper change okay is he hungry does he have a fever no he's fine like you know what what does he need to go down the checklist and eventually he just stopped and I was like this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And I think- Did you feel like that really? Every, yeah, because it it really tests you in a way in the beginning, you know, when they're crying and you don't know why. You're like, I was like, my, my intuition should be kicked in by now. Mm. Like I should, you know, you just have all these thoughts. Like that's one of the things I'm finding, like as a new parent, you know, you have like, intrusive thoughts and your your mind races and they can't communicate yet just with eyes and then you start to learn like which cry means what thing but I remember that first night I probably I mean I didn't sleep because I was constantly checking to see if they were still oh Jess I know you I know next to the bed I was like I probably checked like every five minutes you know just like I would like sit up and I'd like look over and I'm like feeling that like putting my hand on their chest making sure like it's still like up and down or putting my finger like you're still there right right (laughs) though yeah it hasn't even worn off yet I still do that sometimes like if they're sleeping too soundly I'm like you live Because you normally don't sleep like this. You normally are like really squirmy and really grunty. Like both my kids are loud sleepers. But yeah, that was the first night. It was, it was scary, but beautiful. So even, even though there were scary moments, it was still like the most beautiful time, like being in a bed with Pasha next to me and like holding both of our kids, like in the middle of the night and feeding them together. It was just like so magical and surreal and it's like all the things it's like the highest highs and like the lowest lows you know yeah so as a woman what what do you feel about you that like immediately changed I know like they say you can't describe that love that you feel for your child but what opened up in you and how has it changed your perspective on just like your career your interactions with your friends just how you see the world as a mother now like how has that changed You know, I'm still in like such the beginning stages of it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if like these feelings will remain 
for, mm. you know, or how long these feelings will stay that I'm having now. But like at this point, it sort of feels like nothing else is important. You know, yeah. I, I have these two babies and like my whole job right now is to like keep them safe, alive, fed, happy, you know? And so my interactions with anyone outside sort of my very inner circle have been very limited. Like I will go days, sometimes like weeks or maybe never texting somebody back. Right. And, you know, I like feel bad a little bit, but I also don't have the capacity to think about that interaction or that those feelings or that person because my life is so full on 24 7, 365. I mean, you came over, you, you met the baby. Yes. So you see what it's like. Like someone always needs something and, you know, like it's they constant. eat every three hours. It's constant. So, like, between you feed them, you burp them, you change them, they lay down for maybe 90 minutes and then they wake up and do it all over again and a lot of times they don't sleep that time or one of them doesn't sleep so like even though one's napping one's not and it's just like that all day long so I feel right. like my sort of view of the world personally like my interactions with the world are pretty limited my interactions mm. with anyone outside my inner circle are pretty non-existent I spend all day with my kids and I love it. And I like don't really want to do much else right now. So that's what I was saying. I don't know if this will change. Well, yeah, it of might. course it does, I'm three right? Three months in. And then like on more of like a global sense, I think my perspective on the world has changed a lot too, being a parent. Like I feel deeper for the problems of the world. Like really? the children okay. that are like, you know, traumatized or hurt or misplaced because of like all the war that's going on and happening in like so many different countries. And, you know, obviously in the West, everything like focuses and centralizes right now on like Israel and Palestine, which is like, right. you know, a terrible conflict. And you, you just like feel for all sides and, you know, all the children that just basically are yeah. being traumatized. But it's also like happening all over the world, like in so many different countries throughout Africa and Eastern Europe and Russia and Ukraine. And I do feel like, oh crap, like I brought these babies into this place and it's kind of a mess. So I have that like low back burner sort of similar right. thing happening of like, wow, you know, how can I do my part more to make the world a more beautiful place? Like once I have a moment to breathe, <laughs> like right, maybe right, when my right. kids go to school, it makes me want to be more, you know, of a solution oriented person when it comes to like global issues, but I also don't have the energy for any of that <laughs> right now. Right. So speaking of like you saying you don't have the energy, you're kind of like, obviously everything's focused on the baby. Where's Jess in all of this? Are you taking time for yourself? Is there self-care moments? I know, you know, I've heard mothers say, you know, when they first get their child, you know, they, they have a panic attack. They, they're like, oh my God, like, what am I supposed to do? And like, there's nothing for you because everything is about the babies as it should be. But are you able at all to have any moments for Jess? Is there self-care? Are you, you know, what does that look like now? Yeah, I, I'm really like blessed in the way that I have an amazing partner. I mean, you know, Pasha, he's yeah. kind of a shithead, but <laughs> we love him. And he's so supportive and wants to make sure that I have my needs met. And so I work out. That's like one of my main things. Are you that still I working like, out, Jess? Yes. Wanna... yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. I was like, I don't want to sacrifice my health. Like that, my workouts are so important to me. I love lifting weights. I lift like weights three days a week. And I usually do like a cardio workout. So four days a week in the mornings, we'll each work out. So like before we get up early, we wake up at 530 every day. Did you say um, 530? Before the 
Yeah. <laughs> Before the kids get up. Yeah. This is like what you got to do, you know? This um, is what I hear. A line. This is what I hear. Yeah. This is, this is, I mean, you don't have to do anything, but if you want to have kids, your house going to be up early. Okay. They wake up. They, it's funny. One of my favorite songs that our mutual friend Kate shared with me, it's called The Mother by Brandy Carlisle. And like one of the lines is the first thing she took from me was selfishness and sleep. And there's never been a truer like line from a song ever because you can't be selfish as a parent. It's important. I mean, you could, but like, it doesn't, it's not going to work. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. And sleep is just like, you know, it is what it is. But back to the workouts. I train four days a week and Posh and I will trade off in the morning. So he works out first, he works out at seven. I work out at eight. We both wake up at like 530. We kind of like do a bit of a morning routine where like maybe we journal, maybe we get to meditate. Maybe we don't. <sighs> the kids wake up. They want to eat by like six and then he'll work out. I watch the babies. I work out. He watches the babies. And then he goes to work. And that's like my main, I think, source of like, okay, I've got this hour. It's just me. I play just you. music. I have a trainer. And like, I'm really lucky. Like, we have help. I do not want to paint the picture that I'm like over here, this like martyr mother who's doing it all by myself. I'm not. Right. Like, there's no way I could. You know, Nicole, my best friend, helps out. And Allie, who is like our house manager for all the best ways, like they've both sort of rallied around me and help us. Like they're who are with the twins right now so that I could be here oh. doing this with you. Yes. Yeah. And I think as they get older, I will probably work in other things to like, I would love to get back on my meditation routine. Right now it's super sporadic. And that's right. like my one thing that I love and that I feel like makes me the best me. So that's like what I'm grasping for next. It's just that anytime right. I close my eyes to meditate, I fall asleep. Somebody's so it's hard. I mean, you have two of them. There's not just one, you know, there's two. And I, I mean, when I was over there, it was like, I think Zoe, Zoe was going to sleep or waking up and then Taj was going to sleep. So it's like you're mm -hmm. constantly having to sort of balance these things. And, and speaking of yeah. balance, I want to talk about you and Pasha. So what does mm -hmm. it look look like with you guys? How has it changed the dynamic in your relationship? I mean, obviously it sounds like you guys are taking turns and you're very lucky to have a partner that wants to show up and do things because I have friends with babies and their husbands are just out the door. They're like, you're the woman, you do it. But I see Pasha very involved oh in, in, in showing up. So how has y'all's relationship evolved since the twins have come into the play? Yeah. Well, you know, that's such a great question. We went on a date last night and it was I the saw. first time that we have done that. I know I posted a picture. I was I like, oh, you're not dead. And like, <laughs> this hair is from last night. It was our first date and it was like the first time where we left the kids with Nicole and Allie. I hear that's a thing and, too, um, that first night out. Like it can get a little like, oh my God, the babies. Oh my, oh my God. God, the babies. I was so anxious. Um, and I had gone out before for a friend's birthday and, but I left the kids, like I put them to bed and I knew they would sleep for like three hours or so because yeah. they do like one longer stretch from like eight to midnight. Sometimes they sleep four hours. So I was like sure that they weren't going to wake up. I went to like a late dinner, but this was like, we left the house at 5.30. They were like awake. They were about to do bedtime routine. I was so anxious because they've been a little uncomfortable. Like recently they started a probiotic and so they're a little more irritable. I know. So I had a hard time for like the first 30 minutes, but then I like relaxed into the evening and, you know, I had a cocktail. Like I had, I, I have not been drinking. Oh yeah. Know. Yeah. I that's like right. A year, maybe a year and like four months off of drinking. And then over the holidays I had like, I 
a drink on Christmas, a drink on New Year's, and then maybe like two other times. And then last night I was like, okay, it's my birthday week. <laughs> yes! I'm going to have a cocktail. Yeah. I'm such a lightweight now. I like drank like half my cocktail. I was super tipsy. I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. You're like, Pasha, we're parents now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, I can't drink anymore of this or I'm going to get sloppy. Our relationship, we, it has most definitely been on the back burner oh, and okay. we know it and we're conscious of it for sure. Okay. Because you sort of become like, I mean, we're really great teammates and like, you know, we have these two babies now and they're like, our focus is nurturing them in these first couple months of their lives. And it is full on all the time, you know, figuring out their tummies and changing formulas mm. and just like keeping their clothes, you know, that they're growing out of like in the drawers. Is Which like is crazy. happening so fast, so, I'm sure. It's like, yeah, it's so much to sort of do. And Pasha moved um, to an office. So he's like out of the house five days a week, like, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five kind of thing, which has never happened before in our relationship. He's always worked from home. He's always been an entrepreneur, but now he's like running this company. And so our time together is super limited and we pretty much right. only spend time together when we're taking care of the kids. And so we've been talking about, you know, okay, it's time to start focusing on bringing like our relationship back online, you know, and we still go to therapy like every other week. We'll like oh you still doing that now going therapy yeah we've been in therapy oh, for years yeah and it's something like we committed to a while back that even when it's good we're going to keep going exactly because that's what happens you stop going or you stop working with a coach and you just kind of like slide like we're good babe everything's fine so, we don't need to talk about that yeah exactly let's just shove that under the rug but we were we're very aware of it so last night was like the first time and we were like okay we've got to make sure that we start this up and we keep dating each other we talked about finding time during the week or weekend where we can have sex but it has to be like during the day that was gonna be my next so question I was like, are we scheduling sex what's happening we're scheduling sex but like we've scheduled sex before I've talked about it on this show like how I think it's so important because you have to like play if you want to be successful you've got to plan it and we are so tired by the time we put the kids in bed we just like right. pass out every night so there are a lot of things that are like brewing we were like oh maybe we should do like some kind of fun you know relationship course or like I love it something to like bring the spice back online bring the yeah, spice because back we're completely online, different yeah. people like relating to each other in this new way you know well yeah that's that's why I was so curious you know what that looks like and then on top of that as this podcast originated on the poly foundation you know where where is that in your life right now I mean it doesn't sound like it's anywhere but I want to check in and see, are we talking about that? Is it, are you guys like, what if you went to the grocery store with the babies and somebody flirts with you? Like, where's that landing right now? I mean, I <laughs> hope people are going to flirt with me still when I have my kids. I'm going to wear my milk <laughs> t-shirt out that Allie got me for my birthday. Oh God, that's so cute. Yeah, I know. I love it. I mean, we're definitely still open. Okay. There is no time, like, you know, like I said, but it is something that I found myself just the other day still craving. I went on fields the other day oh, for the yeah. first time, which is like the, you know, non-monogamous dating app. And I was like, let me just see. Not that I like could meet up with oh. anyone because I just don't have, you know, the time or really the energy, but to see if like there was anyone that excited me that I would like want to connect with. And I'm open, but it would make me, I think, 
It's interesting because I'll be more strategic and efficient than ever with my time. Um, right. And I don't mind be. that being really, yeah, like honest and open with people like, hey, this is, I, I'm pretty much just looking for like a sexual relationship or I'm pretty much just looking for whatever, like fun or, you know, and I have like one night a month and if like you can, like, let's, it's like, you know, calculus, like if you can fit into this like two hour time frame, then you're the lucky right. guy or girl. You was know? there more finesse um, before? Was there more finesse when you were on those apps before where you were kind of like, this is more of an organic, natural, whatever, but it, now you feel like you have to just get straight to the point. Yeah, before for sure. Because I had time to meet people. I like meeting new people, like engaging, like let's go on a date. Let's see if there's like chemistry. Right. Now I'm thinking like, it's got to be like a FaceTime. Do I have chemistry with this person? You know, like, are you real? Are you, you know, like catfishing me? I think it will be like that for sure. But yeah, to, to kind of answer your question, I already started thinking about it because I really feel like sexual health and fulfillment is so important in life. And sure, we make it a taboo or, you know, people like think that you know, I have, you know, we have this show that's about sex and relationships, but it's still, we still have to like bring it to, you know, the center and talk about it in like a way that this is a, this is a mental health thing. Like, yeah, people are still so weird show. talking about sex. It's so strange. To <laughs> yeah. Me. I'm like, like, we all have it. It's like all studies <laughs> point to, you know, you drink eight glasses of water a day, you get some sunlight, you work out. And if you're having good sex, you probably are not on an antidepressant. Let me tell you. Probably um, not. Yeah. And so I think for me, and I asked Pasha this the other day, I was like, right after I went on field, I was like, hey, I went on field. Like, are you thinking about this? And he's like, furthest thought from my mind. He's like, it would be nice, but I don't have the effort or energy to put into it right now. Now. And I was like, okay, well, I was thinking about it a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to act on it, but I just want you to know I'm on there. And I do feel like I am such a better person when I'm having, you know, consistent like interactions with new people. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm. And when I say consistent, I mean like maybe like once a month or once every two to three months, like having a little jolt of energy just here a little, and there. Just a little pump. And I would yeah, that's it's like a little I don't know. It's yeah, it's like it's you're like a lighting up. up, by the way. You're just your face just went. I mean, I get that. And it's I think like a tune up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think what's so great. And I always say this because I think a lot of people are still very, you know, confused and they don't understand like how could how does Jess and Pasha do this? But 
it's so authentic and it's so genuine. And I always tell people, they always say, well, they, they can't really be that happy. I'm telling you. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've seen it. They are. Trust me, they are. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. They're like, well, they, they really I, don't, I don't know if I buy it. I'm like, there's nothing to buy. It, it's real. Okay. And what I love is that people yeah. do need these things. They want to talk about it, but everyone, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of fear and you're not supposed to. So I always just give you guys some kudos for just being authentic and living truly to what works for you guys, you know? I just still think yeah. it's so beautiful. The most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Drea. Let me tell you something, actually. The interesting thing that I have found over the years about when people are in disbelief, right? Mm -hmm. Like when they're just like, I can't buy this. I can't fathom yes. it. It is mostly because they, in their experience of any long-term relationship that they've ever been in, like the spice dies and the happiness generally fades unless a couple finds ways to become mutually excited about things. And you see it in some of like, you know, we have great friends like that. I look at their relationship and I'm like, yes, like they have, if it, like Evan and Rachel, right? They have it figured oh. out. They like, they've been together all these years. They have a beautiful family and they really do keep the spice alive. And you know they it, do. you see it the way they look at each other. And I think it's because they have mutual interests and mutual goals and like they find fun things to do together. A lot of the, they have, you know, friends of all ages, like young and old. And I think that that's a, plays into it. That's a part of it, right? They're, right? they have great relationships with their kids. Like their kids are, you know, some of them are college age now. And you just, you have to find the thing that you want to keep growing at and evolving in together. And lucky for us, like we were open about that being sort of sexual exploration, right? right. Because most people sort of, you, you like meet your person and then you don't really evolve sexually anymore after that. You keep having the same kind of sex with that same person, which all studies show that is a much harder thing for women to do long term than even than men. Oh, and I didn't so, know that. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really great science in a book called Untrue by Dr. Wednesday Martin. And it's all about how women actually have a much harder time in long term monogamous relationships than men. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like such an advocate for like, I love my long-term committed relationship and Hosh and I have great sex because we both get to have sex with other people. And like, it's not always just about sex, but we have these intimate right. relationships with others. And then we come back to our relationship and it's like totally reignited because we're new, because we had this other new experience that changed us. Mm. And we get to like bring that back and it re-energizes like who we are and how we relate to each other. So, I mean, I yeah, totally, I think I, I I get that. I get that. And it's like something that, you know, I, I've definitely like thought about in my life of like where I could go with that. I don't know if I can go all the way where you guys go, but I can like hang out in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> because I understand yeah, that energy of like, because it's something for on my level of dating, if you've broken up and you know that person has been with somebody else and then you kind of get back together and there's all that energy, you know, of like, Ooh, what did they do? I don't know. But now we're back together. Like there's all this heat and passion. And I feel like you guys kind of get to live there in a more healthier way. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? You get to get that yes. energy over and over again. And so I think that adds to your uh, success in your relationship. Yeah, totally. And you know, there's a lot, it could go either way. Cause some people will like use a situation to sort of get unhealthy needs met. Yes. Like, people can yes. come into non-monogamy in a way because they have all these needs and they're trying to meet them with like lots of different partners you know that's like a big intersection of of love dependency or you know like love or sex addiction and non-monogamy because you'll see a lot of people saying oh well, i'm gonna do this so i have like multiple partners validating my feelings 
right? I have like lots of input of like love and maybe they could be trying to meet those needs in an unhealthy way. But like right. if you're aware of it, you know, in the stage that you're in where you've done like all the work, this is why I'm like, are you sure you don't want to try it, Jaya? Because it could be really great. Because if you <laughs> if you use it as a tool for your growth and to constantly be pushing your edges to gain that like, you know, self-awareness and confidence and you know, that like self-love of like, okay, I got this, but I'm going to like dabble and get these fixes from like lots of different partners. So like I always have those needs met. It could be great. It's like anything. There's two sides to the, to the, obviously doing it in a healthy way or the unhealthy way. Yeah. Yeah. I had a girlfriend who was married and they had an open marriage, but he somehow found a way to do things behind her back and was still deceiving her. So he created this whole other relationship and didn't tell that partner that he was married. But his wife knew, but then she later found out he had a whole other situation where that woman had no idea that he was in an open marriage. So, you know, you really have to be so lucky to have two people that are truly evolved and committed to doing this in in a way that is healthy because it can get, you know, it can get a little sticky if if you're not in, in the right emotional EQ. For sure. You know, but so we were talking about earlier with Pasha, he's now in an office doing his business. You got the babies. What is that looking like for Jess coming up next? Like you've taken a break from the podcast. Do you think what's coming up next for you or are we just focused on the babies? We're not thinking about it. No, I have been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I think my brain like won't rest. Like I'm I'm always thinking about the next thing. But in the way that every time I think about it. I know, but it's, it's like every time I think about it, then I'm like, I can't, there, there's nothing I can do. Like I'm, and I am so happy being a mom right now. Right. And it's very hard. I mean, my time is so limited. Like it might go, like, I might be like, okay, they're both sleeping right now. I might have a 90 minute break or I might have a 10 minute break until someone like don't wakes know. Up and needs me. You just don't know. And so there are, there are two things that kind of, that I might put my focus on because sometimes I do get an hour break and I don't fall asleep. You know, and then I have my nights, even though I'm tired, I, I need stimulation. I love to learn. I was, I've always been like a huge learner. I've taken so many courses over the years in whether it's, you know, about psychedelics and the use of them or spirituality, you know, I've done trainings and I became a certified coach and um, I went to school for theater. Like I love art <laughs> history. So like my brain- I love it. My Aquarius, all the boxes checked. Yes. (laughs) Yes. My brain could really use, I think, that kind of input. And so I am interested in potentially learning more about the brain and Mm. sort of neuroplasticity and the effects of psychedelics on the mind. Um, Oh, okay. So I talked to Pasha about this the other day. I'm like, okay, maybe I go back to school in some way, like not traditional school. I would probably just take like courses from like, I don't know, maps or something. Yeah. And that feels really good to me because I really think I need like that kind of stimulation. You know, when you're doing bottles and burping babies all day, something adult feels really good. And, you know, I have a history of working with psychedelics and guiding people through, you know, journeys. So I feel like that would be a good fit. And then the other thing, because you know, the big question has been like, am I going to come back and host the podcast? Yeah. The listeners are like, Uh, Jess. Wait, am I, are we, are we, are we telling everybody that I'm not coming back on the show? Oh, I think we might be. I don't know. Okay. Well, we just did it. We just did did. So yeah, we just did. There's, you know, like we've talked about this, never say never. Maybe in six months, uh, nine months from now, I changed my mind. I'm so 
I'm telling you, I'm so in the thick right now, blowouts and diapers and 16 bottles a day, literally, that it's like, I calculated the other day with Pasha. I was like, I wonder how many times we've fed our children. We have two kids. Yes. We have fed them each over 700 times. This was Are like you last serious? Weekend. So, so 1,400 feedings in three months. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, it's just nonstop. And I'm over here like, twins, are you going to do the podcast or what? It's like, no. <laughs> so, but, it's, but it's a valid question because like so many moms at this stage in the game, you know, I'm through or three months in, like, this is when moms go back to work. Like it's Which such blows a valid my mind. question. And it really blows my mind too. There's no way I could go. 12 weeks on the earth and they're right like, now. okay, back to work. It's not, we are not meant to be, babies are not meant to be separated from their parents. I mean, the American mm-hmm. system of childcare is, is so ass backwards, but that is like a whole other show. But <laughs> anyway, I, I love this show and it's like such a big part of, you know, who I am and what I've mm-hmm. learned over the years and my development that I really did consider coming back. But I don't think that I could do it the way that I want to at the level that I want to. And I feel like I've shared a lot of what I know already and I don't want to be repetitive. I did think about it like, okay, what what I share. I feel like almost like I would need to have more experiences as a mom who is open, navigate that a bit and maybe come back and share in like a couple of years and be like, this is what I've learned. You know, right now, right. Like, it either has to be like a podcast about motherhood. Or like I know, like so. Polly Mommy with Jess. Yeah. So it, which could be a thing and maybe, maybe I changed my mind, but right now I feel like being honest with the listeners and saying, I am going to table this, you know, for now is the right thing to do, which leads me to actually the second thing when you asked like, what is next? Yes. Um, if I don't maybe go back and sort of want to want to study something, which maybe I could do both, who knows? I actually think that I might start writing because that I can do from home. Right. I don't need a, t- a specific time slot that I'm going to do it because that just is really hard right now. Like it was really hard for us to nail down this time for me to like get to watch this office. And, you know, so I can sit there with my laptop on the couch morning, noon or night, whenever I have a break. And I have thought about blogging, about non-monogamy or about just Ooh. other parts of my life in general, because I think that there's a big interest in the work that I've done, you know, with psychedelics as well. There's, you know, there's a lot of things I can talk about, just like my unconventional life, you know, period, surrogacy, that whole journey. Um, So I feel like I might start a book, Jess. You need to write a book. I might write a book. I need to write a book. book. Yeah. Should I write a book about non-monogamy or should I write a book more just like about my life and how weird it is? I think you need to write a book about how weird your life is. All the things. That's what I Yeah. Did. I had a download in the shower the other day that my book should be titled You Don't Have to Do That. All the societal norms that last I you love just that, Jess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so attention grabbing and it's so, you know, people I feel like so many people are on autopilot. And you know, we don't live you know, our friends, our world is not conventional at all. So I, I no. love that title. You walk into the airport and, you know, someone's like, wait, I don't have to do that. Picking it up. Done. That's a great title. Yeah. You like it? For sure. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we that. just named the book. I don't, that's it. You don't have to do that because it's true. And And I think people get so stuck in their boxes and I've done this too. And I think just being in our community has helped me so much, especially coming from Texas of all the you should, you, you're supposed to, you have to, and you really don't 
have to do anything. You can make your life how you want to make it. Now, taking these yeah. steps is scary because you, you are walking alone. You're an outlier situation and everybody's like, oh, the statistics are against you, but you can figure it out. And I feel like you and Pasha are walking, breathing, like visuals of what you can do. You don't have to adhere to what everybody else is doing. And you can say, fuck you. I'm doing yeah. what I want to do. I don't got to do that. Thank you. You don't Hello. have to do that. No, I'm excited. I just got like a little, like it feels good. I always know when I'm excited about something, my nipples will get hard. I get like a little tingle above my pelvis. That's how I know I'm on the right track. Seriously. We are hard, honey. And we are excited. And that's what Jess is yeah. saying. I love it. Okay, so I have another question about poly life and our children. Are you mm -hmm. concerned at all about any challenges that will come up for you raising children in a poly household? And if so, what are they? Yeah, I think that knowing knowing other polyamorous parents and how yes. they're doing it and like, you know, I've had some like really cool guests on that have shared about like how they talk to their kids about it and I'm not so concerned that my kids are going to have any kind of conflict with me about yeah. it or like mm -hmm. not understand it because kids just learn what they live. You know, exactly. they're like, this is a phone. They're like, okay, great. I learn it's a phone. But if I'm like, this is a banana from when they're born, they're going to be like, yep, banana. Because like, that's, that's what you told them. You tell them. So if I'm like, you know, this is, if I had a partner that was like so prominent in my life, like Lolo, for example, they're going to meet my kids, not like bringing home, you know, randos and strangers, but like, they're going to know Lolo. And at some point when they're old enough and they like understand it, I'm, I am going to share like, you know, mommy and Lolo used to like be in love or mm. say that we are, you know, and I will share like that, you know, auntie Lolo and daddy were in love too. And like, just make it the norm from when they're like six. So it's not some big surprise, Around six. you okay. know, where we have, yeah. I mean, maybe it just depends on like the kid and how old they are and like what age seems appropriate because every kid's different. Totally. I'm already learning that. Um, so I think that I never want to make it like this secret. So like at age appropriate times or like I will start telling my kids probably even younger than that. Like if daddy goes out, like where's daddy going? Oh, daddy's going on a date, you know? Right. And just make it. Don't make it a thing. Daddy's going on a date. We're going to make pizza tonight. Right. It's not like. I have to sit you down. Mommy and daddy are polyamorous. Like, you know, it's not going to yeah, be like- I was wondering, I was like, is that what people do? movie of the week. I think if you become poly or like become, you kind of evolve into it or if you yeah. like open your marriage later, then for sure it's like, okay, we've got to sit down and talk about this. But my kids are growing up in it. So I don't ever want it to feel like it's this like new thing that they have to learn. But to your question, do I have any concerns? I am kind of concerned that like outsiders or society or teachers, other kids, you know, might be awful to my children because of like how I've chosen to live my life because this is still very fringe. This is very taboo. It's looked down upon in many circles. And so that is definitely like in the back, on the back burner of my mind when I think about navigating, you know, this sort of journey, it's not going to make me change who I am because like, no. you know, I stand for what I stand for and like loving openly and being whoever you want to be is how I want to raise my kids. You know, I'm not going to like raise them like you're non-monogamous too like yeah sure, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. by all means you know it's not like something that we're like ingraining in them but yeah I just I hope that there's like no bullying and you know people don't treat them differently because of like how I live my life that's my only concern really yeah yeah that was what I was thinking too not so much from you know, you and Pasha, but the outside influences of someone being like, oh, who are your parents Googling you? And then, you know, that being 
like a thing. But you know, what I think is so beautiful is that you guys have such a tight, strong bond that you guys will be able to get through anything that you need to because you're such a united front together in in front of people and in closed doors. It's not, you know, it's genuine. Yeah. Thank you. I know you guys will be so good. So before we let you go, Jess, is there anything you want to say to your listeners? Oh my gosh. I think there's an earthquake. Oh, oh my is. God. <gasps> oh Whoa. my God. That was big. Did you feel that? I still feel it. It's still shaking here. Not as much as for you though. Oh my God. Pasha just came out of the office next to me going, he's so Holy crazy. shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's still going. Yeah. Wow. I have like you have to leave. You have to leave this in the show, by the way. Like, I'm leaving. Not it. edit this out. No, yeah. no, I'm not editing it out. This is amazing. <laughs> this is going to be on the preview. <laughs> I will 100% have a text from my mother and my father probably in about 11 minutes when like the news breaks on the East Coast that LA just had like a big earthquake. They're so Jeff, sweet, but like that anytime there's anything was huge. Yeah, it was big. Hell. Yeah. Okay. That's good though. We need we need ones like this to like let out the pressure, you know? Girl, I guess so. That that was like more than five. I was like, wait, it's still going. Oh my god, it's still going. You, you were you were you had it where are you? Because you had it way harder than I'm I I'm in did. the valley. I'm in like I'm by the airport. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm in I'm by the airport. Dang, I felt that. I felt that. Okay, listeners. Well, you heard it. <laughs> Los Angeles. Earthquake. That's my message. That's, that's my message. For you. Anything to your listeners. It's like earthquakes. Like I have something to say. Stay ready. <laughs> Stay ready. I'm not done yet. Exactly. You're not done yet, Jess. And, and I'm super excited mm-hmm. about this for you. And I want you to do this. This book, I feel it. My nipples are hard as well. And so I say do it. So that's what's coming up next for you. I think I will. Yeah. I mean, it might take me five years at this rate, but I do need something to stimulate my brain a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jess, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. I mean, you are the OG originator of Open Late and you are so talented. You are so smart. You are so beautiful. And I'm so excited for you and this journey of motherhood and to see what's coming up next for you. Thank you so much, Drea, and thank you for steering the ship in my absence. It's been amazing to watch you, you know, handle the show and be the most incredible hostess and, you know, have all of these new exciting listeners that love following your journey. It's been really fun to listen to and watch. um, I'm excited for what's next for both of us. Me too, Jess. And I mean, listen, it was walking in your shoes behind you was not easy. I got to say, I mean, you are very talented. You are such a great host. And I was like, okay, I got to step up my game here a little bit. (laughs) So, oh my God, you did amazing. Thank you, Jess. I love you so much. I love you. Well, thank you guys so much for lending me your ear. As always, this is the place for the hot mess expresses, the black sheeps of love. I am here for you. I am Drea Renee, and we will see you again on the next episode. Bye. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.